everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And on this episode, we are joined by podcast contributors, Jenny and Lindsay. Hi, friends. Hi. Um, <laughs> loud and like enthusiastic. Everybody's excited to be here. <laughs> Talking about my favorite kind of heroes today. It means they like us. They do like us. Um, Make sure you stay to the end of the episode. We have an exclusive first listen for us of an audio clip of Give Me Love by Corinne Michaels. This is in partnership with Lyric Audiobooks. Um, So on this episode, we hope to not (laughs) induce rage. However, we would love your feedback and your reviews on this episode after you listen. Or just a strongly worded email works as well. (laughs) Because Um, I like a strongly worded email. On this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are going to talk all about the shy and nerdy characters in romance. We are also going to touch on the beta hero. Because in the midst of our research, we found that quite a few of these heroes um would fall into that category (laughs) and then also if you look at the hero as defined as something else they still are basically beta characters and some but not all not all most anyway we're going to share some of our favorite main characters that either are okay being behind the scenes or live up to the culture culture of nerdiness. This might also be, um, we will talk about beta heroes. Uh, what, what does it mean when we say nerdy, shy, and beta? So somebody, what does it mean if we say this is a nerdy character? What are okay. we looking for? <clears throat> So the nerdy character is somebody who is, I, I want my nerdy character to be somebody who's extremely smart, who is like in like sconced in their world, whether they are a D and D fan or whether they are a computer geek or a comic book nerd or just an all around nerd. Like they are this intelligent person who sometimes, but not always is a little bit socially awkward. Okay. Um, Lindsay, what do you want to see in a shy, nerdy, or beta hero, heroine, person? I don't know that it's just shy. Like a lot of the ones, a lot of the ones that I picked are almost like reclusive more than shy. So I don't, I I think like there's a line there, but I definitely think the ones that I gravitate to are like ridiculously smart characters. Like ones who are kind of like the unexpected like they're like just the closet unexpected. Nerd. Yeah, they're like a closet nerd, but like like you really don't know much about them until you're like embedded deep into the story and then you're learning like holy crap, these people are so smart and like they're doing all these really cool things. And that's the kind of like shy and nerd, I shy nerdy character I gravitate towards. Jenny, shy, nerdy and beta. All right. So, I made a Venn diagram. And I Which think we will is- share on the on the shelf show notes. <laughs> we will, because Jenny is showing her nerdy side. I am, because I think these all overlap, but I think you can only be like two at a time. If you were all three, I'm not quite sure what that's called. Um, we should make up a word for it. 
yeah i was like i i'm not sure what that kind of character would be um but similar to Lindsay, i feel like the shy like characters they're often like they're dealing with social anxiety or they just don't like people and they get labeled as shy um and the nerdy characters they have to be an expert at something like whether that is like fandom or technology or medicine whatever it's like a nerdy then, niche <clears throat> yes like they they, they are the go-to for something yeah, I mean, I want to see these characters be super smart. And actually, you know, because it's fiction and there's literary license, I want these to be extreme. When mm-hmm. I when you hand me a book and say, oh, my gosh, this is a shy hero. I want an almost recluse. I want someone that's like in the background, not pushing themselves out in the forefront. I um, I want the nerdiness to be so... Um, exaggerated yeah so exaggerated that lives the nerdy lifestyle the D or you know the comic book fandom that they're in now i say all of that but i'm also someone that bitches and complains when a book has too many pop culture references so well but i think it depends on how they delve into those pop culture references whether or not it works or not like i don't like a book with a ton of pop culture references but if you're talking about like say a comic book nerd if you're a comic book geek and nerd like those are not pop culture references like those are those are cultural references for your comic book life and i think that is where the differential goes with that kind of stuff okay um what do you like lifestyle it's a lifestyle it's a fandom (laughs) it's definitely nerdy (laughs) fandom is a lifestyle i mean and i think about it because like i love broadway and i love all parts of broadway and i know random broadway (laughs) facts and it is part of our lifestyle like i often dream that my life would be a musical and I could just burst into song while I do dishes. Would that be so cool? Or the birds would like dress you for the day? I kind of like birds, so no. <laughs> That's true, I don't like birds. <laughs> or mice, so maybe the squirrels. Um, <laughs> what do you like about these different character types? So what do we like about a shy and nerdy character? Um, what do we like about even a beta character? What are some of the things that are endearing about these different subsets of characters. Okay. Can I go first? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So I really love these books um, and had no rage about these because I really love them. And a lot of the stories that I like are ones where the hero or like the shy nerdy character is actually like kind of kind of an outcast of society for some reason or another there's a criminal aspect to a lot of them where like they're smart or like their talent in the smart world has landed them as an outcast and it also opens the door for like authors to cover like kind of topics and romance that we don't usually see or don't always see and they're almost like and some of the ones I would say are like almost not an anti-hero, but they have some anti-hero elements to it. So I think like the ones that I gravitate to and what I like about the trope is that it's like very different than what you see traditionally in contemporary romance. I'd agree. I do think that in current contemporary romance, we don't see a ton of shy and nerdy. However, I will say 
I believe we see more betas now than we've ever seen mm-hmm. in romance, but we don't call them betas, but we'll get to well. that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, Jenny, you in that square, uh, what are, what do you like about these different characters? What do, what draws you into these stories? Um, I think for all three of these like subtypes, they're, persona like to the general public is not as important like they're not overly concerned with how they're being viewed by the public at large um and usually it gets down to like I only care about like what you think about me or a subgroup of people um so they're not like I don't know self-indulgent like Mm -hmm. stuck on themselves they're not chasing trends it's right. You know, it's kind of like being on social media. You're not chasing the likes. You're not chasing mm-hmm. the algorithm. You're just happy and content in this moment doing your kind of thing. It's right. the people that grew up in the 90s that never stopped dressing like they were in the 90s. And so they're actually really cool right now I, I because they've feel, never changed the way they dress. I feel attacked. No, I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> from personal experience here. So. I'm not buying low rise jeans, Leah, ever. No. Oh no, I'm not either, but I'm just saying like the flannels over the t-shirts, like that stuff is back. And it's like, I never really stopped dressing like that. So now I'm cool again. I was never cool. You're not. Um, Leah, do you have something to say about why you like these kinds of characters? I do because they're, they're the types of people that I can, they're me. Like I am in a social setting, like I am not that outgoing person. I am not a shy person, but in social settings, like I don't like to be like the center of attention. So these are people that I understand, like I can understand, like I am, I am a little bit nerdy. I am fully aware of that. And so these, these are my people, like the shy, the nerdy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a beta hero, but I I could probably be one. Probably. And, you know, it's funny because these are my least favorite kinds of characters, except the nerds. I do like the nerds Um, because, you know, married the nerds, Um, raising the nerds. But I struggle the most with these kinds of books. These are. Because they are relatable. um, There's things within it that, you know, are quirky in the book. But then I look at that and I think. That does not relate to real world for, I mean, it does, but it's something I struggle with because, Mm -hmm. you know, pushing someone to be more outgoing, pushing someone to, and and not that I'm pushing, but it's, you know, please talk, share your thoughts to the world. You're smart and beautiful and people want to know what you want to say. So these are characters and books that I don't love. And I don't, I don't gravitate towards them. Like when Mm -hmm. I went looking at my list, this is one of those where I didn't have a list of 80 books to recommend. See, but I feel like the shy, like <clears throat> that moniker is like, it's kind of bugs me because a person is not inherently shy. Like shy is not a type like shy, like my eight year old, you, I mean, granted she's eight, but I'm using her as an example. You get her in a setting where she is uncomfortable and she is extremely shut down. Like she closes in on herself, but if she is in a place where she is comfortable and okay, like she is that outgoing, like out of control kid in person. And she is like, 
bubbly and happy, but it's like you put her in a setting where she's uncomfortable. She becomes that shy persona. So yeah. it's one of those things that bugs me too. Cause it's like, what, what is shy? Like, why are these people shy? So I, right. I a feel like, go ahead. <clears throat> I feel like shy, um, gets like a negative like uh-huh. rap, like, 100%. cause I was, I, yeah, I was the shy kid growing up. Like, but were you really shy or were you just socially I just, anxious? I just, yes. I still have a lot of social anxiety and sometimes I just don't want to talk to people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's why a lot of people think I'm really bitchy. Right. Uh, but you are really bitchy. <laughs> oh, I am, but like, <laughs> In groups you don't of have people. something to make that i'm not that she in this like little foursome <laughs> because not. i like you guys you're not but it's so <laughs> funny because we talk about this all the time everyone thinks that i'm like the mean one because i'm the confrontational of the two of us but it's i'm <laughs> i'm petty quiet. betty lives <laughs> in pennsylvania <laughs> he does live in pennsylvania <laughs> Okay, so one of the things that came up while I was doing my research looking for the nerdy heroine, because I was really looking for a very specific nerdy heroine, the gamer, the comic book enthusiast, the -the over-the-top crafty collector heroine, or the one that, like, you know, cosplays or something like that. Like, that's what I was looking for when I was looking for nerdy heroine Mm -hmm. in my search authors write an extraordinary extraordinarily large amount of characters they classify as nerdy because they're bookish or a librarian or a librarian Mm -hmm. so why are bookish heroines automatic classified as nerdy i think it's because i mean i personally like i am happy and content lost in the pages of a book and I will spend hours in that book but I think it is the fact that you get so engrossed in this world and sometimes that correlates to how you books are my whole identity like books I all the clothing I wear is bookish clothing like books are my whole identity but at the end of the day is that you're not the nerdy one in your family I'm not I'm not (laughs) But, but what constitutes nerdy? Like, what is a nerd? Like, that's the, there's the ultimate question though. Like, also, is how, do somebody... <clears throat> how do I cosplay? How do I cosplay a romance? You would totally cosplay hero. romance you if you could do it. Book. A giant book? Yep. I could be a book cover and get saying, abs. <laughs> you would totally you cosplay. So in, if you're going off of that definition, you are a nerd. You're a book nerd. And I will collect, read, yeah, tons of books. You collect things that don't get opened. Yeah. What? You have a Barbie doll right behind you <laughs> that you will never open Those because are it is a book. It exactly. It is a bookish trophy. Those action figures people collect that never get out of the box. Those are Wait, those. I undressed nerdy those. Con- Ken has blue <laughs> underpants. Okay, but have you touched them since? No. Have they moved off of the shelf since you looked at his underoos? No. Anyway, he has blue underpants in case anyone was wondering. Are they actual underpants or are they painted on? Him? They're painted on blue, like molded plastic <laughs> blue in his, ab- in his uh, 
in his non-atomically correct body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, he also has a spatter of chest hair, which you can't see on the, when you just look at it from the pictures, you got to go in and investigate these things. You will never open that box again. So yeah. I mean, I will, if you want to see his blue underpants, I would do it. For I don't you. need to see so his I blue think, underpants. I think you should I make that you. a YouTube video. <laughs> the the undressing of the raider. Entirely yeah. into checking out your doll's underpants. <laughs> oh, you could put them in. <laughs> okay, oh, put them in unsatisfactory positions. Un. <laughs> well, Un- uh, not on YouTube. You can't. We are. <laughs> we are off course. Lindsay, do you think bookish heroines are automatically nerdy? I think that they're too common to be like defined under the nerdy trope. I think that there are so many other books that do detail truly nerdy characters um, or like characters that would classify as like smart and nerdy or like untraditional in romance in ways like that's that's becoming a lot more popular um, in romance to where I think it's just like too default for it to Mm -hmm. be considered. like none of the ones on my list are bookish. Okay. Um, what's sometimes are misses with these types of characters for you? When we think about the shy, the nerdy, <laughs> the beta, what are things that are misses for you in these books? Emotional intelligence. Like there are things that these characters tend to portray that automatically make them a beta kind of hero. And they make me really not like the character at all. Um, like when... They're incredibly smart to the point where they're like a billionaire CEO of their company, but they can't even communicate or entertain the idea of doing things differently to actually go after the things that they want on like an emotional and personal level. And I think you see that a lot um, more on like the billionaire smart intersection, but Mm -hmm. there's been like a number of books that I've read like that. Um, well, it's like they're emotionally stunted. It's like he can't be smart yeah. and an emotional person. Right. That's it's what I was just saying. Like they're they're too old to be like they're too old to be that emotionally immature. Yeah. And then the fact that they're also like in a CEO type position, like you can't be like it it doesn't make sense. Like it's a situation where it like doesn't add up all the mm-hmm. components like it, yeah, you have to have some relational skills to get to where you're at. You know, it's funny because as soon as you said that, like emotionally stunted, I thought of that Annika Martin book that Gloria had me listen to. He was the wake up call girl one. He like, he's a grown ass man running a billion dollar tech firm and he can't handle an alarm and he can't handle not having the answers he wants. And it just had this really immature feel to it. And yes, he was very much a beta, successful and uber smart. But those were misses for me for him because he lacked the maturity you would expect. I think, I think writers use that as almost like a character license. Like they try and make it a character flaw, but at the same time, it's part of their like personality. It's like they, but it, it happens a lot. It's like, I can't be smart and happy and like have a relationship. Like there's, there has to be something wrong with me. What misses for you on these, Jenny? Um, I, w- I would agree the same thing. Like the inability to like carry a conversation or like just the social awkward. Because I am a social awkward person myself. Like if people know when they are socially awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're not 
deaf to the inability to like function correctly in society like you know when you're a little off and like when characters are just like completely clueless and think everyone should function the same way they do like that Mm -hmm. drives crazy so as i was researching this episode and we originally just started with shy and nerdy And as I kept going through it, I kept coming across these characters that I would deem as beta heroes. And then if you go into Goodreads, you can look where people shelved books. And so I was going through a list of one where a book I would say that the hero is definitely a little on the nerdy side. And it was shelved more as a beta hero. And I was like, interesting. So I started doing a little bit more research and I started looking and a lot of times these books that I would pick as beta heroes are also shelved not only as beta heroes, but as cinnamon rolls or shelved as shy, but a beta, nerdy, but a beta. And it got me thinking about the beta hero. And I think that this is going to launch a whole nother episode um, where we're going to really have to dissect the beta, but I do have a question to pose to all of you because I've made some people angry and I'm just looking for feedback. And if you're listening and you want to send me a strongly worded email with your thoughts, I would love to have it. Send us a voice memo and we'll include it in our next episode um, and let you kind of hear from, let everyone hear from our listeners. So here's the question I'm posing. Are beta heroes really just cinnamon roll heroes discuss and no one wants to say anything (laughs) i I think sometimes i don't think every cinnamon roll hero is a beta hero because there are those cinnamon roll heroes with the alpha tendencies they're few and far between but give me three characteristics of what you would call a cinnamon roll hero each of you three characteristics or give me each of you give me one. Like a nice guy. Okay. A nice guy is a seminal hero. What else? Like a gruff outside kind of like gives that, I don't know, angry or like intimidating feel. Mm-hmm. You think that a cinnamon roll does? Yes. Okay. What about you, Lindsay? What's a characteristic of a cinnamon roll for you? They're sweet. Like they they tend to like make a lot of decisions that are in the best interest of the heroine and they really can't kind of stop themselves. So let me read you the literary definition. (laughs) I have two of them of what a beta hero is. Okay. Betas are usually a more mild mannered type of hero. No burst of unwanted or unwarranted jealousy from these guys. For the most part, they've got their stuff together and their relationships with the heroine is more complimentary instead of built on constant conflict. Second definition. Beta males are fun, confident, and charismatic. They are also driven and tend to be highly motivated. This makes them desirable as dating partners and many women seek out betas as partners when they realize they don't have the dating marketplace value to secure an alpha male as a partner. Yeah. I think that's a cop-out because then it's giving the, like the woman, like the, that's a bad thing. I don't like that. It's the ultimate. Why do nice guys lose though? 
but every woman can get the alpha partner. Like, I don't like the way that's worded. I didn't it's say like, the wording was but alpha can be assholes. Who wants to put up with that? But all I'm the just time? saying. Like, I'm just saying. But if you take in that, it's not okay. But if you take those two definitions, those two characteristics, and you look at what we classify as a cinnamon roll hero or the sunshine, a male sunshine, mm-hmm. that is those beta heroes. Confident, fun, charismatic. But I still don't think every Simon role is a beta hero because I would not classify Wade from Dirty Talker as a beta hero, but I do think he's a Simon role. Why why wouldn't he be a beta though? Because he has those like unwarranted. He can't push himself out to say the words that he's attracted to her. He kind of pussyfoots around it a little bit. He's not jealous. He's all in and ready to help her when she needs to leave to go to the family. He but doesn't but control her. No, he doesn't. But there are moments. And he where, hates conflict. Yeah, but I don't think I would classify Wade as a beta. But based on these definitions. Mm, but it's a feeling. But I don't. Well, think- I kind of see what Becky's saying, though, and I don't think I disagree. I would say that, like, based on that definition and what you're saying, I would say. I would define like an alpha hero as someone who's more likely to push the heroine's boundaries in a more aggressive way. And a lot of the heroes that you're talking about aren't that at all. And now it's kind of like making me think. They're not aggressive. Beta heroes are going to be the nice guy. It's going to be the guy you want to sit down and have a drink with that you're going to cry on his shoulder when you get screwed over and cheated on. And how many friends to lover books do we read where she's been screwed over? leans on the best friend and then because of that they fall in love why'd she go to the best friend he's the nice guy he's not always the nice guy though <laughs> just saying i i just think it's an interesting conversation i think what's happened is is and, and and leah's kind of showing an example of this the word beta has a negative connotation in literature we're all looking at the weak simping guy that doesn't have any foundation okay i like a beta hero but i think that when i'm saying wade he's confident he's charismatic he's hardworking, he's the nice guy he's a beta because he's not aggressive he's not pushing his agenda so as a result you're like mm, you're wrong which i could be i'm not saying i'm right in the authority on this all i'm saying is is in society and in literature, we have given a negative connotation to the word beta heroes. We all look at yes. them as being weak. So a authors roll sounds a lot better. Like who doesn't like a spin roll? The sunshine to the grumpy. I mean, if you look at Mike and I in our partnership, I'm the grouch. I mean, he's an asshole, but I love him. But I mean, he's kind of the sunshine a lot of times. He's the positive one. He's the nice guy picking up the pieces. So, but he's not a beta. At least I wouldn't say that he is, but he's not an alpha. Yeah, I would classify Mike as a beta. But I'm just saying that we in literature- But my Mike is a beta as well. Like he is non-confrontational. But we've given- Go ahead. The concept of alpha heroines partnering with beta males, because I think that's not like in literature, especially with a lot of- that like when there are smart females they do tend to have like more of those alpha type tendencies and i don't think we always consider like 
usually we're just like oh it's the heroine whatever but like there are alpha heroines see i think like stone <laughs> by sawyer bennett harlow is more of an alpha heroine well, and stone is totally the beta hero. we talk about the prickly heroine right like Lindsay and i two of our top reads this year are prickly heroines proposal they can't refuse and after hours on milagro street right these mm -hmm. are fierce fierce women jeremiah and after hours he's a beta he's an absolute beta and one of the things that we have seen a little bit in the last year or two with the dawning of ted lasso the tv series that's on apple tv which i have not watched so I want to be very clear i've not watched it but it inspired a lot of authors to write what they were calling their cinnamon roll heroes to ted lasso but if from what I read and all the reviews, the actual character of Ted Lasso is the is epitome a of a beta hero. So let's let's give them the good people what the girl child says about oh, these Oh, okay. So Leah and I were having this discussion on Friday and we promised we'd give her a shout out. She wanted to let us all know. A beta is a normal, regular guy with nothing outstanding. He's a plain bagel. You need cream cheese and extras added to make it outstanding. The cinnamon roll, the cinnamon crunch bagel. You don't need to add anything, just enjoy. The alpha, strong flavor override. You know, the flavor is there, no questions or doubts that it's a bagel with pizzazz. And that is character typing with the girl child. We compare it to bagels. <laughs> oh, but, it, but when we were talking, but when we were talking it out with her, it like it's true like the beta is like that plain bagel and like he needs like that strong heroin to like to to add like the extra for him like the cinnamon roll like the cinnamon crunch bagel like you can enjoy it the way it is but like if you have like add extra it's still okay and the alpha can be in everything but all you're tasting is the onion i think yeah. that beta is more like comfort food mac and cheese yeah i see that i think plain bagel is too plain it's, i think it's more like mac it's and too cheese plain. <laughs> okay, I can that's see what, that. That's why it needs some cream cheese. Like <laughs> cream cheese. that's true. Okay, so let's get to our book recs. We will give you one to two book recs for nerdy, shy, and beta, and we will give like one quick key item from the book that makes it fit into this category. Or you don't have to, because I just have books I want to tell you about. Like just read books to add to your TBR and you can read the blurb or message me and I'll tell you all about the book. Um, okay. Lindsay, we're going to start with you. Give us a wreck, one or two wrecks for nerdy. Let us know if okay. it's the heroine or the hero that is nerdy. My first one, it's the hero. And the book is always practice safe hex by Juliet cross. Oh yeah. And it's Gareth Blackwater. And I think he is like, probably like my perfect hero okay like as close to perfect as it would get in the like, intersection big, big of words. like in the intersection of like smart and like i was talking about like how these heroes tend to like or like the ones that i gravitate towards like they 
definitely push the envelope in some ways about what's like legal and what's not like there's something interesting usually about what's happening with my heroes and for him I just think like there's that there's like this okay I have a background in like philosophy and critical thinking so I love this kind of thing like ethics like the ethics of like what's right and wrong and like that that gray area in between like everything he does Okay. So do you have a second? Talk about the book forever. Do you have? I'll I'll talk about that book forever. (laughs) I mean, I can talk about any of those books. Do you have a second nerdy wreck? Um, yeah, like nerdy in the sense I've, I know we've talked about this before, but I'm going to say Codename Hacker by Sawyer Bennett. Mm -hmm. It's a great one. Again, she, the heroine in that book, she is very much like Gareth Blackwater in the sense that like there's some legal boundaries being pushed and um, I just really love that book. I have BB on my list too. BB's pretty phenomenal. She is one of those ones where she's a badass. So she's Mm -hmm. one of those nerds that like, she's not your atypical nerd. Like she is, she's a computer genius and she's ensconced in that life, but you would not think that she was a super nerd. when you meet her okay leah Mm -hmm. one to two book recs for nerdy what you got Okay, my first one is hard and fast by mary carr so the heroine is a computer programmer developer but the hero and i cannot think of their names off the top of my head the hero is a penny in deacon declan Maybe. Start with a D. Look it up know. for me. I will look it up. But he is a closet nerd because he likes to game with them. And that is actually how they start their friendship and their relationship is he games with like his development team, who is like the the nerd herd or the nerd circle, the nerd, like the circle of nerds. They have a nickname. The nerd council or okay. something, right? The, yeah. I don't remember what they call them. But so it is this group of nerds who work together, but Gage. their boss Gage. Penny and Gage. We were totally wrong. Okay, so what's your second book, Rick? My second one is First to Lie by Marie James. Mara, excuse me, Mara owns a comic book store. And I mean, need I say more? You need, you know. Uh, Jenny, what's your two, one or two nerdy book, Rick, you got? Um, Love Hacked by Penny Reed. And Actually, like the first thing I wrote about this was that Alex is living in the gray areas of the internet. So that kind of like that... goes along with Lindsay's uh, legal battery there. Yes. <laughs> um, and my second one is um, Gaming the System. It's a series by Brenda Aubrey. And the first three books follow Mia and Adam, and they're both gamers. Okay. Um... So I have spoiler alert by Olivia Dade. They write fan fiction. This is how they meet. It's a show that the hero is actually on as an actor, but he writes his own fan fiction about, because it's based on a series of books. It's all about, it's kind of like a Games of Throne feel to TV epic show. And they meet writing fan fiction. I mean, fan fiction's pretty nerdy. And then um, next, I'm going to go with um, Under the Bridge by Julia Wolf. Both characters again. They are neighbors and cosplay. She creates cosplay costumes. He is a drummer for a band, but is obsessed with anime. And his dream, and he gets his dream, he gets to write a score for his friend's uh, anime feature film. And it's like this big deal. Okay. 
Yay. I don't know. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Jenny, let's go to Shy. Do you have one to two book recs for Shy? Um, Side Quest for Love by L.H. Causeway. These, this is where the like shy, like beta, like overlap is, but um, both of those characters are side characters from other stories of hers. And the male character in this book, like he has kind of catfished another woman and she's helping him out, like try to figure that okay. situation out. And yeah, so yep. like he's afraid to be himself. Do you have a second? For shy um learning the the learning game by sarah nay um it's in the how to date a douchebag series and ret is a very un like conventional job mm-hmm. oh okay yeah i like the unconventional job because i have a couple of those on my shy list too that are these professionals you know or top tier of their sport but you know, socially, they just, they like to play the game and go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and like for this character, like he, he doesn't have the looks, like, okay. so he doesn't always have the confidence that comes with maybe being at the top of his game. Okay. Uh, Leah. Okay. So my first shy is work in progress by Stacy Hart. So Amelia is the heroine and she is a bookworm, but she has social, like she's socially shy, but she has a potty mouth. And when she gets it, so there's a four group, a group of four friends, but when they're together, she doesn't have that shyness, but it's one of those things where she, like you see that socially awkward shyness, but she has a potty mouth that comes out at inappropriate times. So it's so funny. What's your other one? Um, my other one, um, is Black Velvet by Lynn Ray Harris. So Roberta is a, she's kind of reclusive. Um, she's a romance writer who, hers is situational because like she had some really crappy stuff happen. And so she just kind of like hides out, but she doesn't like being in big crowds, but she's a romance writer. And that makes me really like that book. <laughs> um, okay. So for me, I have The Game Plan by Kristen Callahan. He is a football player. And, but he doesn't like the limelight. He's a defensive player and he just, he's very shy. Um, and my other book rec, gosh, it's so hard to choose because I have so freaking many, you guys. Uh, Smitten by Lauren Rowe. Carolina and I just did a quick shot on this. And she's incredibly shy and wants to be a songwriter. Um, but the evolution of the story takes her through like potentially being a pop star and he, her hero is a uh, bass player for a band, but he is also socially awkward. And I don't want to say he's shy because he's the life of the party. He's the guy in the middle of things, but together they're just these really quiet individuals. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to The Chase by Danica Flynn. Maxine is incredibly shy and she mm-hmm. ends up with her polar opposite of heroes. Lindsay, did you do your shot yet? No, I'm going to Lindsay. Okay, I didn't know if, if okay. you forgot about her. No. But she's gonna have things to say about shy. So I know she is. Okay, Lindsay, <laughs> your turn for shy. Okay. So like I feel like I keep covering the same kind of authors, but um I would I would say Maggie and Jiffy Kate's eye candy. 
she's shy, but I mm-hmm. think the book doesn't feature like her shyness for very long because so much of their relationship, she's like blooming and growing, kind of growing out of that. Um, but I do think like I would classify her as a shy character. Mm-hmm. And then one of the characters that I really love, I've just, I've just always kept like gravitating towards um, her in this book, Caitlin Parker and Penny Reed's Elements of Chemistry. I really just love her. Um, she likes closets. <laughs> yeah, she hides in closets. Um, but she's incredibly okay. smart. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's very socially awkward. <laughs> I feel like Penny, though, like she writes the shy character and the nerdy character quite a bit. A lot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have like... I. I I had to like pick and choose which one of her books but I wrote down like a bunch of her books pretty much Mm -hmm. like all of her knitting in the city series and then her laws of physics series like incredibly shy and nerdy characters Mm -hmm. like with Mona and then um I mean, 10 trends to seduce your best friend. I mean, I had that one down yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like she just, <laughs> she's pretty like much the queen of the backlist. She's the queen of the shy and nerdy. But it speaks Special to Special shout like, out to Penny her there. Books. <laughs> yeah, like every single one of her books, like people resonate with that so mm-hmm. much. And I think like the way she covers it, it speaks to a lot of people, readers in general. I think that's something first- she does exceptionally well is bringing light to what would not necessarily be social mainstream. She mm-hmm. kind of shows us life through other people's eyes socially. Yeah. And she does this exceptionally well to the point that, you know, you kind of read it and you think, again, the queen of shy, the queen of nerdy. It makes you want to, you know, if that's a character you resonate with, you're going to go and read her entire backlist mm-hmm. and love all the things she does. I do have, and I didn't mention this, in my opinion, the ultimate shy hero that we should be like using to base, Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah. He comes off you as know. a complete <laughs> asshole, <laughs> but he it's really because he's shy. He doesn't know how he's to He's a total voice. beta. He is a total beta. There's Lizzie Bennett no runs brunch that daddy role. there. He is the beta. She wears the pants in the oh, relationship. A thousand percent. She is the aggressor. And she calls him out and tells him he's an asshole. So she's she the alpha. You're right. He's not my favorite. I've already stated my favorite. We know. <laughs> we know. Okay. So now we're gonna go to the beta hero. So these are books that you enjoy that have a definite beta hero in them okay 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 we are not shitting on betas but these these betas these are books with beta heroes but books that we enjoyed okay okay Lindsay, go first give us your betas one to two um i don't know i guess i mean it's hard to pick like a favorite beta. I think a lot. Hmm. Just give okay. us a couple book recs. Well, I'll give you two. Um, Kane and Beautifully Broken Control by Catherine Cowles. I think he's a little bit of a beta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which one? Which one? 
You can pick two if it'll make you feel better. I'm just going to give you one. (laughs) It's too much pressure, apparently. No, I mean, I have a lot of, like, footnotes here on, like, books that I was like, Beta Hero, Beta Hero, I didn't really like this book. Do not mention this one on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you want us to go to the next person? Yeah, I think you could. (laughs) Leah. need to come back to you or just skip over you? Leah, who's your beta? (laughs) So my first beta is actually Mateo (laughs) from Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross. Now, let me say, Mateo is 100% nerdy beta hero, but alpha is like alpha. Like that is the only alpha like tendency that like his character has. If he didn't have his wolf, like he would be total beta, but I love him because he's wonderful and amazing fucking alpha fucking <laughs> the true alpha there okay jenny who are your betas um the book is toad by cabrina herbert um nate he is like in the first book in this series he's kind of like the sidekick and then he he's a songwriter so he's kind of like behind the scenes he's got red hair he calls himself limited edition because um he's not your stereotypical like alpha male like he's got red hair and freckles and he's a goofy guy okay um do you have another and i do um ear candy is a it's a novella by emmy carter and andrea johnson um, he's an audio narrator Ooh, and she's an erotic yeah she's an erotic author so she kind of puts him in a friend box based on his looks and what he does and yeah. okay so based upon beta heroes that I like I went with Josh and Hazel's guide to not dating by Christina Lauren I think Josh is an excellent beta hero he is the ultimate nice guy he is the friend that kind of just lets Hazel's chaos and crazy overtake his life. And he goes along with the plan. Like, and I would also say Jeremiah from after hours on Milagro street, right? He's a pretty favorite beta. Um, and then, you know, I think all of Chloe Lisi's Chloe Lisa's heroes are betas. And I enjoy the first three of her books. Well, and Avery Flynn, like she writes a beta. She does. A lot of her books are a beta. Like all the Hardigan brothers, like they're betas. They are. Oh, but yeah. they're delightful. I just, I forgot one of my favorite books. Again, I'm going to recommend it if you can't. I keep gravitating to the same ones. Um, but Cage is totally a beta hero. Mm-hmm. He is. But, he but does, you would like, not think it. Things- no, like he does one of those, he takes one of those approaches that I mentioned earlier in the episode that I really like a lot about betas, um, how they're kind of like caretakers or like they'll, I didn't really elaborate, but um, like they'll meet the heroine when they're down and they'll help like build them back up. Whereas mm-hmm. like I think alphas tend to like push their boundaries and help them grow in different ways. I think there's like a much more gentle approach there. Yeah. Okay. So you will find a full list of our book recs on our on the shelf show notes. Also look hopefully for a blog post from maybe me, but also from possibly Jenny about other shy, nerdy and um, beta heroes that we love. Uh, Look for a ragey post from Leah. Um, (laughs) 
Maybe. There's a lot of ragey posts coming from me. Okay. <clears throat> so ec- exclusive clip from Give Me Love by Corinne Michaels. Um, this is a first listen for us. This book's been out for a couple weeks. Um, but we're all going to take a first listen and then we'll let you know what we think. Bennett. Yes, sweetums. Seriously? We haven't seen each other in two and a half years. I've missed you. Can we please catch up a little and then I promise to tell you why I'm here and for how long I plan to stay at your place, which you're going to have to agree to since there are no hotels anywhere around here. No. No to which? I tilt my face heavenward and pray for divine intervention. No to all. A deep rumbling sound emits from my chest. No one makes me as crazy as she does. And the worst part is that all I want to do right now is pull her into my arms and kiss her until she melts. She grins. I missed that growl. I miss feeling in control, and I don't around her. I am on the last thread of my patience. Then play nice and ask me what I'm up to. Who knows, maybe you'll get that answer. Of all the things this woman is, manipulative is not one. She and I have always valued each other enough to be honest. When you're commanding a team of soldiers, you have to be able to trust the person who has your back. Blakely and I were instantly a team. I ran all the logistics, and she was our medic. She made sure the soldiers were cared for, and I made sure she was safe. At least, I tried. We got married for all the wrong reasons. Or maybe they were right at the time. We were both single, wanted to bank some extra money and more because I didn't want to lose her from the unit. It was strictly paperwork. That was until I started to fall in love with her. How could I not? She's perfect, other than the fact that she refuses to love anyone. That part is not so damn perfect. What are you up to, my beautiful wife? I ask, forcing the frustration to stay out of my tone as I stand in front of her. How sweet of you to ask. Her hand moves to my chest, and a familiar current runs through me. Her eyes meet mine, and when her breath hitches, I know she feels it too. She steps back, shaking her head. I am running a private investigation company out of D.C., There's a shocker. Really? When did you get out of the army? After you were discharged, I took a desk job with the FBI. I was going to head up a medic training program for them, but I ended up working on their task force for missing people. Once I was discharged from the army, I decided to stay in D.C., leave the FBI, way too much bureaucracy, and start my own company, since I really enjoy the investigating side. You what? No big deal. I left two months ago. Why did you leave? Because I've had enough of the government owning me. The politics and the drama. It's ridiculous. I got a few clients recently, and I've been able to use my bureau contacts to get information. Illegally? She huffs. Please, I'm not bound by the same rules as someone who works for an agency. Okay, so now you're a PI, but why are you here? Blakely leans against the railing. Her long legs crossed at the ankles. I've thought about you, Emmett. The admission stuns me. 
Not that we weren't close. Not that our friendship ever wavered. Not until she walked out on me that night. Not until I realized that I couldn't be around her because I was going to fall even more in love with my wife. I've thought about you too. The admission slips out so easily. She pushes up and walks closer. Then why haven't you called? The phone works both ways, love. She grins. You owed me a call first, and you know why. Because the only response she's gotten from me in two and a half years is a one-line email after the countless ones she sent, and then I filed for divorce. I should have warned you. That would have been nice. I didn't think much of it since we were basically roommates with a higher pay rate. Blakely steps closer, her dark hair shimmering in the fading sunlight. It still hurt, Emmett. Not a note or a text. No responses for years to how many emails? Nothing other than some guy showing up, handing me the paperwork and saying I got served. We won't even talk about the shit leading up to that. I feel like an ass, but I needed to get it done. We are both living in the past that is built on lies. I need to be free to live my life and move on. Because when I realized that I was falling for her, that I wanted to be married in every damn sense of the word, she reminded me why that wasn't possible. I thought you weren't here for that. She shrugs. I'm not, but you were the cherry on top for this trip. I'm here because you stepped in some shit, buddy, and being the loving and doting wife I am, I came here to get you out of it before you end up dead. Okay. So I read part of the book I haven't finished yet. And he, like Jason Clark, like really gets this character's like gruffness. I don't think I've listened to a lot of Jason Clark because... I haven't either. I mean, granted, I'm new. I don't hate it, but he kind of gets like that because the character's kind of angry. Like he's angry at the situation. He's angry at the the wife because of situation. And this is their first meeting in two years. And he kind of he kind of gets that anger like right on point. Okay. This is a fake marriage, but two years later she's been served with divorce papers. Well, no, she was served a while ago, oh. but she is she has come back because of an investigation he's working on, and it kind of coincides with an investigation she is working on. Yeah. Has anyone else listened to a lot of Jason Clark? No. I, I know he's pretty popular. You have Lindsay. Lindsay, you- have you? Yeah. I like him and Aiden Snow and Joe Arden a lot. Yeah. They have that gruffer voice, all three I of them. I think us. that's why I like him, because I've listened to a couple yeah. books by him. Yeah. I like that gruffness. So that was Give Me Love by Corinne Michaels. It's available now. Lyric Audiobooks offers audiobook production services to some of the best indie romance authors. You can find more about Lyric Audiobooks at lyricaudiobooks.com. That was narrated by Jason Clark. The female narration is done by Vanessa Edwin. Um, I mean, I have that on my TBR. I think I might have to buy the audio for that one. Because that was kind of delightful to my ears. <laughs> anyway. It was. I think he I think he gets the characters like behavior spot on. Um it's that, it's that time. time. 
for book book of of the the week. week. Totally just jazz hands tonight. Jazz hands. Um, Jazz hands. Lindsay, what's your book of the week? Um, it's a whole series. It was Carrie Elk's Heartbreak Brothers series. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it was so good. It was everything you promised it would be and more. <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. I love that series. My book is also a Carrie and or Carrie Elk's book. I read book one in her Winterville series, Welcome to Winterville. It is Hallmark Christmas with spice billionaire hero that's a land developer has bought up her family's hometown that they own in West Virginia and he wants to build a ski resort in the midst of the small town square and it has all the Christmas vibes it passes the diehard test I cannot recommend it enough if you're wanting to be Christmassy in spirit and you love Hallmark you should absolutely check out Carrie Elk it's not closed door and it is not closed door (laughs) which I made a mistake on a different book earlier this week that was closed door um jenny what's your book of the week uh very merry bromance by um Lisa K. K. yeah um it's colton and gretchen's story which um you might remember gretchen from Max's story um it's not overly christmasy and what i like about it is like the characters stand up for what they believe in like no matter what the cost is and stay tuned. There's going to be a quick shot for it. There is. I heard that. Um, <laughs> Leah, what's your book of the week? Okay, so my book of the week made me a little ragey because I didn't pay attention. So it is Planet Daddy Part One. I did not notice the Part One piece by Katie Robichaw. It is. It is. It does have a cliffy, and I. I texted Becky in a rage because I did not realize it was part one and part two doesn't come out until January 31st. And so now I have to wait two months, but it was really good. It was not your typical book because there's, there's no sex in this book, which is not your typical Katie Robichaud book. It is these two characters like meeting, but not really meeting at the same time. Like they don't spend any time on the page. But the book itself deals with like the heroine has ADHD. She is insecure. She is like, she has such real tendencies and issues that if you read the author notes, like it it really speaks to you. And I think that, but I am so excited for book two. Like it's going to, it's going to be so good, but it's called plant daddy. But I feel like this, this character is, this really is Kayla, like in a lot of a lot of the sense of the characters Kayla's like it's personal but the 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 heroine is an author but she talks about how she has had like writer's block for months and hasn't written a word or published for 10 months and I get it's so real like in the reality that like you and I live in it's on my TBR, but I think I'm going to wait till January. You need to wait, wait till January, because when I saw that, and then as like, I looked at the cover a little bit closer and she talks about it, like it clearly says part one, but I'm a dumbass. Okay. Um, okay. So if you are wondering what buzzing about romance is up to. Wait, do you have a book of the week? I did. Welcome to Winterville. Oh, you did. That's, I'm sorry. I uh, got so ragey in my, my moment. <laughs> what about Jenny? What was your book? 
the very merry bromance oh that's right (laughs) well okay so if you're wondering what we're up to (laughs) and all of our fun events you should absolutely check out our website at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. We list events including book club, happy hours, plot a book, and reading challenges. Also, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. And you can find the link to subscribe in our on our website. And that's a great way to also find out all the things it is. we have coming and, up. And uh, we typically send them out twice a month. Every once in a while, we'll send out a special one. Sometimes a month is really crazy and we forget. And I only send out one a month. But typically we do them every two weeks. And if you would like to continue to support the podcast and help us out, you can actually use our Amazon affiliate link for your Christmas shopping. And that is also linked on our website. Um, (laughs) It's clear the TBR time. Well, wait, I forgot to add it. We have a new Patreon member. (gasps) Do we? Yes. Merit joined Patreon (gasps) this week. So it's the best. Uh, Patreon. Merit's one of my sisters in suspense. Um, in your secret society. My secret society. Secret society. I don't know how secret it is. It's, <laughs> not, it's not a secret society I don't know at how all. Secret That's it what, is. what Becky likes to call it. Um, I. It's like a witch's circle. I think. Like you know, like they burn candles. We are like and a say a seance. Like a little, I don't know. A little coven of suspense. It's a little weird. Um, no. You're just we, jealous. You want to be part of it. Do I? You do. We have fun over there. Welcome, Merit, to Patreon. We are so excited to have you. We have some great events coming up. We will have our book festivus in December and some other and drunk book club. And book festivus coming in December is the one time a year that you can air all your bookish grievances in a safe space and listen to me rage about all the books I hated this year. Um, And those are exclusive to our Patreon. So join us and support us on Patreon. Okay. Did you know that it is clear the TBR challenge time? It is happening right now. In honor of the last few weeks of 2022, we are working hard to clear and add some books that have been on our shelves for too long. There are multiple ways to work your way through the challenge. This event runs from October 24th through December 31st. We have several group reads planned, which you can find on our website, Along with working on your goal, you would like to read before the end of 2022. You can find details at bookcaseandcoffee.com backslash 2022, clear the TBR backslash. The next group read is Dating the Duke by Emma Hart. And the group reads are held in our Discord um, channel in the Contemporary Romance channel. So if you are not a part of our Discord, go to the website and you can yeah, join and Anybody can join Discord. We do have some <clears throat> locked channels that are part of Patreon. But mm-hmm. if you would like to be a part of a group read, you can join us over on Discord. Um, and it's a cool, safe space to talk about books you're loving and look for book recs and also to complain and, about things. And also, if you happen to be in a different time zone, the the like the like chats happen all the time. So that is yeah. not an issue either. Yep. Okay, everyone, thank you for sharing your shy, nerdy, and beta book reads. And thoughts. Thoughts. Um, As always, it's a good time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. 
you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.